Blog Talk Radio. and we are on live at KWAD Radio. And I know I just came from Charles. That's one reason why we, uh, <laughs> we're we late getting started here. But uh, he is about ready to call in. I know he's got the phone this time. So I believe that is... Is that you, Charles? Yes, me. Hey. Hey, how are you? Good. 
I don't see anybody on here though right now. I know that uh lady was on Facebook already. She's so excited. Okay. <laughs> yes, she seems very excited. I'm trying to get people to call in as we're going. Yeah. It took uh, that long to get home. (laughs) Oh, I understand. Anyway, so for those who who don't know, uh, Charles is in Phoenix right now, and I am in Mesa, which is is about 45 minutes away uh, by freeway. So... I had just dropped off some new books from a new author, and so he, uh, that way he can have them with him and take them home to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And so that's now on Charles's. Uh, did you put it on your page too? Yeah, I put it on my page too. Did you um, did you put did you put one on Lady's page? Uh, Lady's already got it. She pulled it already. Topic of the show today. the same topic that I had yesterday, which is why I was showing them all the different pieces that you have done, um, which is following your writing dreams into 2012. And one of them was if people were asking uh, your marketing techniques. So okay. I included included some of those pictures in uh, in the uh, slideshow on the show here. That way they would see kind of what we're talking about. And of course, I had talked yesterday about the, about these things, and they were following along behind me. A few of them were following along behind me on Facebook, taking a look at those pictures. And so that way, they, and that's when they wanted to talk to you. But of course, we couldn't get a hold of you. So, uh, they may have already checked in to see whether or not we were here, and we aren't here in time, so I don't know. Let them know that you're available now. You got that? Yeah, well, I'm sending it out to certain, you know, trying to get the message out there now that we're on, so we'll see if someone. Also, send the link that, let me send out to you again. Let's see here. I will invite you that way. Problem is, I can't just invite you by your name because you changed it. Oh, yeah. I changed my name. I, I even so, changed it on so my birth certificate. So it's hard to get. You have to, yeah, it's hard to do that that way. Kind of interesting, yeah. And I'll invite the shoe lady. Actually, if you have Facebook, you should have that on your page right now. Actually, I see. Yeah, there you go. It says call in to then the call in number. So you can take that and share it. Okay. And for those, I'm going to put on chat here. Call in. To talk to you. Okay.
Because we've got to get people primed here. But in the meantime, we can uh, just remember that this is live, so whatever you say is, is going to be recorded. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So where's my page? Oh, I better I better take off my horse. <coughs> my mom will be freaking out. She'll be freaking out. Yeah, well, the the horoscope is, is not real good today for me, so that would uh, freak out my mother. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I guess that's why she she won't read it if if I don't put it on. It automatically goes on there. So I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm taking that one off. Hopefully, she hasn't seen that yet. Uh, let's see here. And yeah, it's already up, so well that was yesterday. Yeah, going to... Mhm. Let me see here. I'm gonna promote and maybe get some people. Everybody can, of course, you know, the day that you finally get you uh, is when we don't get anybody to call in. That's kind of funny. We had several people on last night. Oh, okay. For real now. Yeah, I got to the Arizona word and find out that's sick. <laughs> well, I wasn't feeling good yesterday at all. It, uh, and Don said, Was well, it a flu? I said, I don't know. I'm kind of achy and kind of feel like my head was hurting, you know, I had a headache. So, so it sounds like a flu to me. So, well, yeah, actually, now that now that I had to tell you what my symptoms were, it sounds like a flu to me, too. But, you know, he says, why don't you just, like, kick back? And, well, you know, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I, I was kind of having a hard time, you know, making, t- putting two thoughts together last night was really difficult. Mm-hmm. I'd sit there and, and I'd forget. Well, I'm going to look at the computer and go, like, what was I doing, you know? So that was kind of the kind of day yesterday was that, you know, we're not used to this fluctuating weather here in Arizona. You you get really, really hot and then you get really cold. And then like uh, the other day I was in the rain, I was in the rain on Monday because I had to go get my hair, the uh, clothes wash, otherwise we didn't have anything left to wear. (laughs) So I had to go out in the rain. And so, you know, then my mother says, well, you know, you kind of wear something over your head. You can't get your hair wet. Well, I'm like, Mom, it has nothing to do with getting your hair wet. You get sick because your immune system is down. Well, that's not the way we were. I'm going like, you know, that's old-time thought, okay? Right. So, of course, yeah, then, of course, then yesterday I didn't feel good. So it was like, oh, man. <laughs> 
Um, I can't tell her because she'll say, I told you so. <laughs> so you got all the sneezing and hacking up, huh? Well, you know, the... Yeah, the, yeah, we, night, so. On my way back to Mesa, I could see the mountains. And they were really beautiful. They had the, the white... We don't usually see that much snow on the mountains up there. Wow. That's all you can say. You were just like really inspired. Hey, guess what? We got somebody. Okay. Ready? Okay. I'm ready. Okay, this is this is K Wad Radio. This is Patty Holstrin. Are you there? Number three one seven one. Hello. We're on live. Oh, they didn't want to. They dropped off. Apparently they dropped off. Yeah, apparently they wanted to listen but didn't want to talk. Oh, okay. That's okay. You guys don't have to drop off just because, you know, you hear a voice talking to you. Just say, hey, I'm just here to listen, and I will get off. Um, And then, you know, put you on hold again. So please call back in, and if you don't want to talk, that's fine. Also, if you want to express a question or a comment, um, you can use the chat. Down there on, uh, right underneath the information about the show is a chat area, if you scroll down. So you can actually ask a question or make comments for Charles if you're not, uh, if you're if you're just online and you're not on the phone. Uh, also, just to let you know, guest call-in number is 714-242-5145. I know sometimes you guys are sitting there and you're listening when you say, gee, where's the call number? Actually, it's right on the information on the box there for the show. But <laughs> grab, <laughs> grab your phone and call 714-242-5145. Even though Charles is sneezing, he'd be more than happy to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll just use somebody something. Yeah. So which uh, which email did you send me the information to? Because it's not on my Yahoo. Mm, let's see. Sent to. Send it to my cogs.net. I know I PC'd you, so I have to look. Uh, I to. Because I'm already, already looked on Yahoo and it's not there, so let me get on my other one. If anyone knows, um, actually, I was standing in line at the post office today, and behind me was uh, a new friend. He was uh, having trouble with his packages; he kept dropping his envelopes, and and so we got into a conversation. And, of course, that ended with me handing him my card because, you know, I said, well, I would not be going to the post office if I didn't, if I had not run out of books to fulfill the orders for Amazon. So Amazon requires me to ship them within two days. So I said, okay, that means that the books that are actually in order are going to be ones going out again. 
see here. It's not the bio twenty eleven correction. Is that it? Um, yeah. Okay, so Triumph <coughs> email address. Okay. Okay. So what I'll do. Let me double check to see if anybody else nobody else come on. So let's talk a little bit about um what you see going on in the industry right now and what you think is gonna happen in twenty twelve. I already talked a little bit about this yesterday, but you and I can talk about that now before somebody else gets started here. Did you hear me a question? Uh, do it one more time. I was responding to a um, lady. Oh, okay. Okay, so the question is, what do you see as the future of publishing in 2012? Why um, is now, why Why is now a good time for them to get their book pulled together? Um. I think, you know, the beginning is always better. Uh, and the beginning of the year, um, people are always, you know, far as I'm looking at as far as at this point, I'm looking at as far as marketing and sales. The new year always starts off a good a good um, run for people who bring out, if you look in most markets, as in, you know, car market, the car market actually starts a month early, you know, the new 2012s come out in December, you look at clothing lines, you look at anything anybody has a, a customer base for, it's mostly the beginning of the year is where they want to make an impact. And I think even with books, um, even with publishing books and getting your story out, because what it does, is get, it also gives you a whole foundation, a base foundation, a whole 12 months to operate and see, you know, how you can project the year. Um, it gives you a projector for 2013, if he was to release a book, there's just a there's a lot of um, different things, but you know most authors now are self-publishing, and um, it, it gives you control over your year. I think you know, and that's what most people want when they're considering themselves to be self-publishing. They want control. Right. Huh. Well. Yeah, it's always a good time at the beginning of the year to do anything, obviously, because that's uh, you know it's when you're thinking about um, what you want for the future, and you know we all make goals at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. So it's always a good time to say, you know, hey, I've been thinking about doing that book, or I've already done that book, but you know, pull it out of the moth shells and actually get it done. Um, when we get it done, it's, uh, you know, just because you wrote it doesn't mean you're done. So that's when this time, and the reason why it's a good time is also because of the fact that if it, right now, you know, with the ebook market, is is really great time for anybody to get involved and get their story out there. It's the ones who uh attach themselves to uh, you know a decent company who will do something be able to get them printed books as well and get them into more markets than just 
this uh I mean obviously you know Amazon is the catch all for anything the Kindle but that's not the only ones out there. There's a lot of other markets out there, but you really can't do anything with one single book. Right. And you've got to have, you know, sometimes 10 to 15 books or even 20 books in your arsenal before a lot of these companies such as uh, uh, Libris or uh, A Books will even take you. So, there's a lot more chances of getting into other people's uh, in front of other people if you have a company that that, that is already going into those markets. So, um, you know, while ebooks are wonderful and going into Kindle, obviously, is going to be your biggest bet because uh, we still sell more in Kindle than we do anywhere else. Um, the printed book is basically for the author to be able to sell because you know. Uh, it really comes down to it: the the buyers are going to buy the cheapest ones out there, and the cheapest format out there is eBooks. Correct. Doesn't matter if it's a PDF file or whether or not it's a you know it's a Kindle file. They uh, they want more. <laughs> Bless you. Excuse me. They they want more books for the price. Yeah, yeah, and I'm in a lot of, I'm in a lot of groups on um, Facebook, and I see now, you know, I'm seeing a lot of what's called swapping going on. So, you know, a lot of the electronic readers can, I think they're swapping. You know, you buy an ebook and you can loan it to another person with that same reading device. So I see a lot of that going on. And I guess it, to me, it's easier to loan a book that you paid between a dollar and three dollars for than one you paid between fifteen and twenty-four. Yeah, that's definitely true. Huh. Uh, this PayPal's acting up weird. That's not the way you're supposed to go. You have to be careful this time of year because they like to, you know, people like to get rerouted here. So, um, it's easier now to actually get into print than ever before, and also easier to you know to start selling your book than ever before. But uh, the question is whether or not you're going to take that book anywhere else. I mean, you, you know, once you have a book, that doesn't mean you hand it off to somebody else and then you know you you sit back and wait for the money to come in because that's yeah, that's house. not the that's not reality. That's not reality. So tell us a little bit about um, what you have to do, Charles, in order to get a thing drawn. Well, um, I stay I stay on the grind 24 hours a day. Um, you know, everything I do is about the book business. So, um, you know, as far as, you know, mingling with other people, I, I, you know, you want to have – inventory on hand, you want to have, if you don't have inventory, you want to have some kind of literature about your book, a flyer, a postcard, or a bookmark, um, something with your information on it that will drive that person back to you. You want to always, always get that person's contact information also because <laughs> um, leaving, it up to, leaving it up to the individual 
after they leave your presence is, you know, you're taking a, you know, a 40, 60 shot at this person actually um, leaving your presence and going home. And when they sign on their computer, you know, not playing video games or doing something different. Um, or if they're a working person, you know, preparing documents for work. Um, so it's, you know, you take a, the chances are likely that that person would not go right home and order your book. And if they don't go right home and do it, they're going to forget about it. So one thing is you've got to have either inventory or some piece of literature about you. Um, and you have to sell yourself when you're talking to the people. And not only when they're in front of you, but when you talk to them online, if you're, if you're tweeting them, Facebooking them, whatever social networking service you use, you want to you wanna always – you know, talk your book. Um, you you should absolutely always be your best salesperson. Um, you know, I've um, I've seen an author in the store and someone was looking at their book, and I've seen an author sell a book like that, just walking up to that person who was holding their book. Uh, maybe that customer didn't even have intentions on buying that book, but the author did such a good job of approaching that customer that that's the book of choice that the customer chose. So it's just a lot of um, different ways that I try to um, do things. Um, social networking is the biggest one for me because I spend so much time in front of the computer writing. Um, I can spend a lot of time social networking. And I want to say at least 98% of my time spent on social networks are for marketing marketing the book. You know, I get the 2% fun, but... It's, it's you know books are business and it's it's all how you run your business plan whether you fail or succeed. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, a person can fail and a person could succeed. <laughs> no matter how serious they take it, and you know the main thing is how serious they take it upon themselves. Um, you know, there's a reason the 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 word is called self-publish. Um, you know, you're not with a big traditional publisher where there you can just sit back and they're going to take on all the you know hard work. Mm-hmm. So so being self-published is the reason that you know it's self-explanatory. You have to do a lot of things yourself. You know, of course you're the company you use, the whatever services you use them for, printing, graphics, um, interior design, whatever you may use your company for, <laughs> they, they they can be a small percentage of of help to you. Um, bigger companies, larger companies that kind of got a hold to the self marketing um, era first, you know, like the Exhibitors and the Published Americas, they you got to imagine how many people that they deal with who are self-published, but, you know, they expect so much um, out of this company. Um, when these Two, companies get, 2,000 books a month. 2,000 books a month. 2,000 uh, authors who actually go to them over other, other people. Publish America has 2,000 books a month, brand-new books. That is just shocking to me. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of books when you think about it. And for the service that you know, I went through the service. Um, 
So I, I'm, I mean, firsthand, I know the service is not anywhere close to what you can do for yourself <laughs> um, from cover to cover. It's nowhere near close to what you can do for yourself. So, I mean, people get, you know, a lot of people get caught up in the, the gimmick game. One of the gimmicks is they send you a dollar and this nice um, laminated piece of plastic and and it just, you know, it's all marketing tricks, but those are the same tricks that you can, as an author, should be using yourself to sell your book, not get sold uh, a, a bogus contract. Um, so you yeah, mean, like you, mean said, you mean they give you a dollar for the contract? You mean? Yeah, when you when you sign um, when you sign a contract with Publish America to do your book, they send you in advance. They send you a one dollar advance. Right. So you can't even spend it. Yeah, you can't even spend it. But <laughs> but the biggest thing what I see with that is just I mean it's a it's a it's a marketing trick to you know you know um, a person sees this and they're thinking money oh, first I'm, now. Right, right. That that's you know, even though it's just a dollar, it's a, I mean it's a. It's a smart gimmick for a company like Publish America if that's, you know, what they want to do. But, you know, you'll never see the results that you thought you would saw, see on the back end, you know, right. how they continue to get 2,000 book, books of money beyond me. But, I mean, there's another, uh, probably another way is that um, is I think the company is cost-effective for a new author. Yes, I do. I have to agree with that there, but just by being cost effective doesn't make the end results what you need them to be. Um, you can get something that's cost effective and whereas you make nothing, but if you were to invest it in yourself, now you're making 10 times what you was going to make by dealing with that company because they were cost effective up front. And that's a, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's another gimmick. It's another gimmick. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a good thing to take, for example, Take for example the book we're working on now, Delilah by mm -hmm. Lady Mitchell, which is an awesome looking book. Here it is. It's almost like the published America Syndrome, but with someone who has a heart to help an author. We took this manuscript, we took some of the work she did, and we put together books within a couple of weeks for her. Now, of course, we can't, you know, literally just give out books for free. But it gives the author now the author has a tangible product to say, okay, now I need to raise money to pre-order my books. But it's basically mm -hmm. the same same thing Published America did, but it's done with you know love and respect for the author and for the author's craft. Um, it was well, a little different. We we also go through you know as I said we go through the book and I said hey my suggestion and I'll make suggestions on how to tweak it and make it look better. And it's not that it looked better but it's that it looks more professional so it's that way uh this book can be pulled off the shelf along next to you know some big name uh publisher I won't say any names one of the big six publishers you can pull the same two books out and say and look at <coughs> not and not know the difference and that is difference that that is always my goal is to look just like the big guys to look just as good as the big guys because we are judged that way. Yeah, and half of the big guys, um, they're not even really the big guys. They just, you know, they have this wool pulled over 
the smaller people's eyes. Um, and that's what anything you do. If there's, you know, if you have, um, if you're an author that's coming in the game and you're financially stable, you have $100,000 bagging you prior to you releasing your book. Of course, there's a lot more you can do um, than with an author who has $500 that's releasing their book. So, you know, that's the it's the same game they play, you know, that, they're mm-hmm. they're considered the big guys because they have the financial bagging to portray themselves as the big guys, but they're doing worse or work than the little guys, and they're right. just sucking um they're just sucking authors in. Uh, so of course, if I can put out the stat that I'm producing two thousand books a month, um, whoever's in that same field that I'm in, they want to see me compared to the um, printer or the publishing company that's doing. Four books a month. You know the numbers are so lopsided that a person would be inclined to go with the person who's doing two thousand books a month. Mhm. Right, and it, you know, honestly, anybody can lie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so too easy. How are they going to find out what the truth is? I mean, they can't go. They can't go into the system and find out how many books that person's selling. Yeah, nobody can do Absolutely. that. You know, the thing is, such a thing as privacy to accounts. So, you unfortunately, you can you really can't find out. The only thing is that you can do you can do is you can find out what their ranking is in in uh, Amazon. But you know, again, that is that's not really totally true to the numbers because uh, I'm sure I know I talked to you about this before, but and a lot of people don't know is how. How does a book become a bookseller, bestseller on the best-selling list? Do you know what that the the uh, trick to that is? Go the ahead, trick, explain. The, the trick is that the big publishers do pre-sales, and so all the book dealers, book buyers, you know, for the big big name, you know, book companies. <laughs> oh yeah. They, they pre-sell or they, they pre-order books before the book is out, which is why. A book can be a on the book's uh, bestseller list without ever being out yet. Because yeah, it makes a lot of sense. When you think about pre-order. it, it makes a lot of sense because when a book first comes out, there are so many books that's printed with um, New yeah. York Times bestseller on it. Uh, okay. Yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, they're already a New York Times bestseller, and it's just barely out the, you know, out the door. But that's how that happens. But the thing is that that's really skewed because – They'll order all of these books, but they won't pay for them. The bookstores don't pay for them until 90 days out. Right, consignment, consignment orders. <laughs> well, it's not really, they don't call it consignment, but technically, if you really think about it, it is. So they won't, and they were talking about big, you know, like Barnes & Noble. They don't pay mm-hmm. for until 90 days. So now, I told you before, if your book is on the shelf for six weeks, if you don't make it in that six weeks, then they pull you. Now, if the bookstore is not paid until 90 days, does the publisher ever get any of that money? No, because they've already shipped it back to them before they ever paid a single dime. So you, you've now on the bestseller, you know, New York Times bestseller list, but it's good because a lot of those books are going to come right back. Or wind up being on remnants, you know, being remnants pile, or shipped off for uh, 
pennies on the dollar to half-price bookstore. They do that now instead of stripping them. But sometimes they strip them. Tell how companies you ask me, um, you know, what my my return policy is, and can I strip your book? They still ask me this. So when I say stripping book, I'm talking they they yank the cover off and then ship you the cover in order to get the credit. You have to pay them back for it if they actually paid you. Mm-hmm. Or they're taking a credit on what you you know the invoice that you had already sent them that they're that's due in ninety days. And you know it's quite a racket. <laughs> yeah, it's quite a racket. I mean, there are. I mean, even you know go, going back and not to harp too much on Publish America, but they even have a Facebook page now. And, you know, um, as everyone knows, my first book is published through Publish America and. It's still there, even though I plan on one day to rewrite it. <clears throat> but I leave it there as proof of the services you get. Um, so um, they have a Facebook page, so I posted on their page um, about a week ago, hey, I haven't heard any news from Publish America about my book in over two years. And somebody inboxed me back, um, Publish America doesn't even really monitor this page. One of the representatives of the page that they don't even monitor the page. You have to contact them directly. So it's just a gimmick. So, you know, if... if, they, if they, take, they take your money, and then you order books when you order them. And unfortunately, they charge you more than what the market will bear. So you've already, you've already you know, pulled yourself out of the market. Um, a lot of these places, I mean, it's like, you know, for, <laughs> for the book that you got, you know, in your hands today... They would have probably charged sixteen to eighteen ninety five for their price for it, so you would have had the market at the twenty four ninety five and make any money. Nobody's gonna pay twenty five dollars for a book that size. Not a fiction. Yeah. Not a fiction. Almost almost no book nowadays. Um it's hard to probably get twenty five dollars for almost any book if you're not an already um famous person. I don't even know if too many even famous the, authors. Yeah, even the famous the author, they 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 will never overcharge that way because that's how they they no longer they're no longer popular if they don't keep the prices low enough for people to buy them. So it's it's all a numbers racket, you know. That's um, a lot of misconceptions on 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 how the business works or doesn't work if you. If <laughs> I, I I don't think a lot of things in this business work, <laughs> unfortunately. So yeah, there's a lot of things. But the thing is that, that if you go with one of these companies, <coughs> you're thinking, well, I'm not putting any money up front, um, so you know I'm making out. Well, no, because in the back end, you really can't. Nobody's going to buy your book for twenty four ninety five. It's a 170 page. I mean, I can literally go on on Publish America and t- and name different books and I've done this before. Um and and the price it should have been. Yeah. Based right, on the absolutely. and because what the market will bear is what somebody's actually willing to pay for it. So uh if you've got the book for you know, already retail too high, then nobody's gonna buy it. You're gonna get a few, obviously. 
if they know you. Well, yeah, because you're gonna get like you're gonna get a little support, but there's probably uh, even though these companies are bringing in thousands of books a month, um, their their websites and their their store links that they provide are are really are you know merely mirages for the authors to see. Um, they they don't they don't predicate anything on customers actually coming to their website or going to Amazon and buy the book. But if well, the, the thing is that Amazon they're going to depend um, on it. Yeah, they're going to depend on the author. It's mostly depending yeah. on the author. Right, but not only that, but Amazon shows lists them as not being in stock. Because it takes them more than two days of saying that I'm required as a publisher to put my books out in two days. I have to actually ship them out in two days because I fulfill my own orders. To say fulfill your orders through Publish America, they're supposed to be required also to to, uh, ship out in two days, but they don't. So Publish America, so uh, Amazon has put them on a list of anything from Publish America is not in stock. So anything of mine is in stock. There's no reason why it can't be in stock. I can get a book in two days. Absolutely. So there's no reason, there's no reason in God's green earth that that I should ever have anything of mine showing is out of stock. Not anymore. Not in this business. Not with uh, print on demand the way it is and how fast it's become. There's no reason why I can't get a book uh, in in two days. But usually, I you know I'm, I'm carrying stock. I carry a few books uh, of each of each of the books in stock. That way, I can fulfill any order. I might run out of you know ones that I usually sell, which is speed, temporarily. Uh, but again, I can usually get it within two days if it because I do print the speed books here, so I can ship it out in two days, which is what I was doing today. I was out of speed books, and so I needed to fulfill an order. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, you know, run some. I need to, need to make sure also I got had enough to uh, hold me over until January because the printers are are going to be. A, Closing down for the holiday. Both right. of them. So you got to you know, consider all those little things. I have to hold stock, and that's good and bad. I mean, obviously, that's money out of my pocket. I I pay the printing right away. So I pay printing before I even get it. So mm-hmm. I've already paid for the printing, and the book is sitting there. So obviously, stock obviously is money out of my pocket until it's sold. I have some books that have, 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 you know, I still had too, way too much stock for, and, you know, it's sitting there. It's lost income. Yeah, but um, that's part I of the business. It's probably um, part of the nature of the business, and it's part of what makes these big companies last because they can take on so many authors. So, you know, they don't really have if they have any wasted income, which you know, 99.9% of the time they're not going to have. They got so many authors under the same umbrella that, you know, to lose $50 to them is nothing, whereas to a smaller printer, it's, it's just not a good business investment. 
So, you know, that's why, you know, the smaller printer, printer has to be more cautious on what they're taking on. Um, right. Well, that, and, and that's just it. The beginning, at the beginning of my business, I didn't realize. I, I said, okay, well, I'm going to print like 25 of them myself or 50 of them. Well, <coughs> you went out with those for too long. And and when ebooks came on the market and started really increasing and and you know doing most of the business, um, you know I still got those books sitting there unfortunately because everybody wants to buy ebooks and they don't want to print books. So, you know, so you take chances, you take a risk, and and that's what being in business is all about. Yeah, you know, you know that. So on, on on merchandising, I mean, you're taking a risk as well because you know you're you're putting an idea together and you have stock on hand, and you're hoping that either somebody will buy that the merchandise off of you, you know, buy the merchandise, or that you can use it for promotional purposes and actually do enough sales to make up for the merchandise. Right. So it, it's a risky. Uh, risky venture too. Yeah, um, I think um, when you're doing a lot of, you know, hand-to-hand selling book signings and um, different things like that, I think I think merchandising is very important because it kind of brands you, your book, your title. Uh, you know, you try to have to, you want to do things that's cost-effective, but I just think it's an important part of the game, and if you're doing it right. Um, you know, a bottle of water, you know, a case of water on sale, you probably can get anywhere between $10 $15. So, you know, you want somebody to make the labels, and <coughs> depending on how that's set up and who you got doing it, it can be very cost effective. Um, whereas, you know, you got 48 bottles of water, maybe you got less than 50 bucks um, invested in that. But it's a good marketing tool to sit there with. And if you're selling enough books, um, you know, at cost, at whatever the books, you know, really sell for, you're not discounting the books. Um, I sell my books mostly for thirteen ninety five, But, of course, I would take less if a person walks up to me and has less. So, you know, if you're not in a position where you have to discount the books, then that merchandising that you got, you can also give that away. Um, some of it, some things, you know, of course, there's um, – other products I, I try to play around with that aren't feasible to give away because they cost, you know, a little bit more per product. Right. But you got to put well, yourself in there. You're, you're going to need it. You know, that's something that, that authors don't consider. Um, it's something that I have to go through with, with several authors, and it's like you, you need to say that 10 to 15% of your inventory is going to be given away. For, Absolutely. For reviews. Giving away or, or, or substantially discounted. Yeah. Or, yeah, extremely discounted. But, you know, you have to consider that some of that stock that you're getting first off is going to be for reviews and for uh, your giveaways and in different, you know, you're going to do a, a show with somebody you want to give away a book. Uh, <coughs> you know, you, you got to have the stock in order to do that. Yeah, I think if they had a category for um, best giveaway book of the year, I'd probably um, win that category. 
<laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's all. I think I think the things that I do and the kind of help I like it. Like I said, you know, we we've been partners for a couple of years now, um, and we're always looking for the financial bagging because it's. It, the way we operate, our principles of operation are is is far beyond anybody out there. It's far, you know, it's it's it's, it's all from the heart. So, um, you know, fortunately we can't pay the bills from the heart, but um, <laughs> this is what we, you know, I I've worked with you enough, and I know your passion about helping other authors out. You know mine, and we connect there. Um, so it's just a you know a matter of getting things sold and getting the financial backing in there because we should actually be doing 2,000 authors a month with the programs we have set up. Um, sure. If we had the, if we had the financial to be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. We could. So, no, it, I do. It, 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 you know, the things that you, well, you already know the history, you know, history. Right. So. We won't get into that, but it's uh problem is that everyone has to know where they they need what they need to do, you know. And so many people uh seem to think they know what they're doing, but they don't. And then the other part don't know, but try to to or get the wrong company to help them to do it. And, and it, it is really sad, and it, it just it really aggravates me when I get numbers from uh, when I find out the numbers of people who are putting their books into Publish America per month. And I just it just makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick, and then it it really just worries me about those people. Um, I have a lot of them who who come back to come back to me, and and they they say, you know, you're right. Or you know, I my first went through Publish America like like you did, and and I I think there's probably about four other authors under me now that had the same issue. Um, they were yeah, actually, they were you know, actually, um, Lady P. Mitchell, her husband went through Publish America with his book. Ah. So she, they had in household <laughs> experience, you know, first you know at you know firsthand household experience that. What what really goes on? Well, in that case, she's hopefully. Well, so far she's very happy. Yeah, I think she'll be. <coughs> excuse me, I think she'll be very happy with um that so part. Um, yeah, she's she's very she's excited. She's she's uh, happy about the fact that you know they you get one on one uh, feedback from me. Yeah. And that's just it. I, I get feedback, but you know that. But you know, other people may not know that. Um, they said I, I looked at her her, her product and said, "Well, uh, when putting up, to, I would probably change the margins, and I would probably definitely bring the indents in, and, and actually, I'll make a little bit smaller of a book, which save her money. Um, I mean, it's only going to probably reduce about maybe ten pages, but it'll overall look like a more professional book." Um, she's almost it's almost there. It's just certain things that you know that she needs to do in order to make it look exactly what the big guys do. And again, my goal is that that book is going to be look just like just as professional as the one from the big thick publishers. 
So that way she can take that and she'll be very proud to sell it anywhere. You got some people there? Uh, no. Is, is anybody waiting in the queue? Nope. Nobody's waiting in the queue. If you guys are going to call in, you, you only have a few more minutes because we only had it in here for an hour and a half. <laughs> And yeah, we we blew that first half an hour. Unfortunately, that's uh, took longer to get the Phoenix back. But we're here now, so if you're going to call in, you better do it now. So you're going to give everybody your information here. Give everybody your Facebook page. So I know you guys are sitting there because you know I get numbers every time, every show. So I know you guys are sitting there listening. <laughs> you just, you know, I know you guys got questions, but, you know, you don't ask. And I always say that it's what you don't know in this business that's going to kill you. So yeah, I agree. You, you got your, you got a great opportunity right now to ask those questions, and you're letting it slip by. So I know you guys are sitting there listening because, again, like I know, I know your numbers. And, of course, I won't get numbers till tomorrow, but I'll know you were there. So why are you not picking up the phone and calling? 714-242-5145. They might not want to hear me coughing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody say, well, you know, he's having trouble talking. He's having trouble breathing. Poor Charles. Well, if you feel bad for him, maybe you should, uh, you know, definitely check through the chat there and let us know. I have a feeling, I mean, honestly, I mean, I don't know about you, but Facebook looks empty to me. Nothing yeah, going on um, right now. I mean, it's just sitting there. There's nothing. Nobody's saying anything. Yeah, somebody yeah, twenty six. Yeah, somebody twenty six. Yeah, I'm looking at Facebook. Twenty six minutes ago, and then I had just me today. So nobody. Well, no, I had some other people on there earlier. Fifty one minutes ago, fifty two minutes ago, an hour ago, but really not that many. I mean, eight of them compared to I mean, usually, you know. Get thirty or forty, if I'm not on there. And I did have some people on earlier that I had already answered while I was while I was talking to you. I had a uh, <coughs> connotations uh, issues I was taken care of. So, did you read that paper? Um, which paper? The two papers I gave you. The connotations. Oh, no, you didn't um, give me no papers. You just gave me the books. Did you forget to give me something today? I gave you the newspapers the other day. Oh, the, oh yeah, they're, they're, they were um, packed away. I was wondering what she saw. I thought she thought you gave me something today. No. <laughs> By the way, we got somebody. So hang on. This is Patty from KWOD Radio, and it's 8384. Are you there? I'm right here. 
Hey, we got about five what? minutes. You want to talk to Charles? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to ask you, uh, Mr. Burgess, how do you seem to keep up coming with so much material? Seems like your pen never runs out of ink. <laughs> who am I to, who, who am I to meet you to? Oh, this is Wesley Locks Daniels. Oh, what up, Wes? Um, <laughs> man, I don't know, man. But you know, you know yourself, man, by being being the type of artist you is. You know, um, it is, it is. Um, it's a. I think it's it's a gift. I, I never used to look at it like that before. Um, the way I write, the way I do the stories, I think it's you know. I think it's a gift to be able to just get into a story, indulge in it, um, stop, start another story. Because as you know, I don't, I don't take notes. I'm not a note writer. I'm just a reader and a writer. Um, and by the way, um, where if there's any other listeners out there, I shared a link on my wall for a Doritos commercial that Wesley did, and I want to get some likes and some 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 hits on that. Try to get them into the Super Bowl. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's you know that's what I do, man. You know, we've been knowing each other probably since we were five years old, and um, we've been tinkering around with becoming artists for a long time. And you never know what your gift as an artist is, till you just got to keep trying different things. And when I started writing, it was just like wow. When I wrote the first book, I mean, I actually sat down and wrote that book in like three or four days. Um, I thought it was a fluke. I actually thought when I wrote the book it was a fluke. I didn't think because I listen to people all the time. Oh, I've been working on this book for a year. I've been working on this book for two years, and I actually wrote this book in three or four days. It wasn't a very long book, maybe 150, 160 pages. But um, I well, I don't, I, I don't think they necessarily mean just writing it. They're talking about editing and, and the process that goes with it afterwards. But you know, the writing process might take you know a certain amount of time. But I think that when they're saying they're working on a book, it's not just the writing. Yeah, I just think if um, go ahead, Wesley. What did you say? No, I was like I, I was I was agreeing with what she was saying. I mean, you know, then by I think you know when it takes people so long to finish a story, it's not that they're not dedicated. It's just that they're not as hungry. I, I think that's <laughs> what it is. And it's like once you get started, you, you just gotta finish the story. You may stop one and start another one, but you're gonna finish it. And it's not gonna take no 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 year <laughs> to write a whole book for you. But I look no, forward I to uh, I look forward to uh, you know actually bringing some of this stuff to the screen, man. Hopefully in the future, should God bless us, bringing some mm-hmm. of this stuff to the screen so they can so they can see the visual, you know. For sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Me being, me being a filmmaker, it's nothing like writing and then. Actually, seeing it on screen. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I have to agree with you. And I, you know, I always thank you for the job that you guys put together with uh, Midnight Love. Um, I think that I think that trailer is actually over 150, 160 hits right now um, on YouTube. Um, I know, I know the passion and the desire is there to actually bring Cricket and Honey to the screen. Um, do you know? My connection is down in North Carolina, so <clears throat> we'll just keep working on it. We keep working on it, and, you know, actually that book is finished. Actually, Ghetto Sopranos 2 is finished. Um, the poetry book is finished. 
So I actually got three books in the queue that's just finished and ready to go with a host of other stuff that's right behind it. Some, um, I got one called Bittersweet to Death Do Us Part, which is really I'm going to be pushing in Wesley's hands once it's finished. And um, I get at least one hit a day about why I'm not working on that book. Um, I have followers for that book already, and it's not even nowhere done. But it's, it's, it's close to being done. I shouldn't say not nowhere done. Probably three days if I sat down and rewrote, re- re-read it and write it, it would be completed. But um, okay, I'm going to warn you. I'm going to warn you guys that we're going to go out there, but you can still keep on talking because it goes. It just, just won't be recorded. Uh, yeah, I just happened to be on Facebook checking my messages, seeing how many hits I had on my Super Bowl commercial and whatnot, and I seen the uh, the post to call this number and chime in. So I wanted to do that to show my support to my to my longtime friend. Well, that's really nice. Keep, keep doing what you're doing, Charles. Man, we're gonna get it together, brother. So yeah. Call me. Um, call me later on, man. Like after what seven o'clock your time. You still, you still on okay. the West Coast, right? Well, he's in he's in Arizona right now. Yeah, out west. Yeah. So just call me later, man. Okay, I'll definitely give you a call. Some, I, got, I got some stuff I need. I need to connect with you on. Um, okay. It may be very, very, very beneficial to us. Absolutely. I'll give you a call. I'll give you a call a little later. All right. Take it easy, Patty. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. Okay, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say goodbye because we have like 30 seconds. Uh, it's K Wad Radio and signing off for the day. And you have a good a good night. Um, see here. Did you need to say anything else? Because we're no, um, we're no longer on recording. Oh no, we're no longer <laughs> recording. Right. Okay, I'll send that. Um, actually. Before this phone go dead, I want to call um, Mr. Stone over at Trump's Trump Sports <laughs> and let him know that's there. Yeah, because um, I, I already emailed, so that's done. So it's ready to go. It's already sent. Okay. Well, let me okay. double let me double check on that and go ahead talk. Take Don's call, and I'll give you a call back on Cynthia. <laughs> Hang on a second, Don. Okay. I'll see you. Bye. I'll talk to you after six. Okay. Bye.